I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh, my God, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And and Vince is yelling at me, God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Hey, what's your favorite Van Halen song? And why is it uh, Can't Stop Loving You? <laughs> no, it's uh, my my favorite one is Feel Your Love Tonight off of the first album. That's a good one. I love uh, that song. And nobody talks about that song that much. It's hard. It's hard to to, to for me. Anything off anything off of that album, off of 1984, off of Diver Down. You can't go wrong. I, I, I mean, and, and, you know, and there's some people who love fair warning and women and children first that really didn't pump the hits out like the rest of them did. Exactly. But, but they really keen on them, I guess. I don't know if it's because they just get overlooked or whatever, but they're good albums, but I, I don't know if they're really all that great. Would you, how would you classify? It's like the, for those of you, if you're, of if you're really into the band and you like deep cuts and stuff like that and stuff that you don't hear on the radio so much, because right. guys like you and me who used to work in radio, we, the stuff that we would hear on the radio, we didn't want to listen to so much in our personal lives. So we would go right. for the deep cuts and stuff like that. Right. And that's what fair warning and like women and diver and even some of diver down and women and children first. Almost the genius of that band was doing all those covers to kind of just get them yeah. some airtime and stuff. When you do, you know, Pretty Woman and you do Dancing in the Streets and you do, to an extent, You Were No Good, even though it wasn't like a big hit to kind of get yourself heard. Yeah, if you most people knew that. I, I think. And then, like, people who heard them of a certain age, they were like, I thought they did the originals. I didn't. I had no idea Roy Orbison ever did Pretty Woman. I had no really? Clue. Wow. So yeah. I, thought, um, I remember the first time I heard them was um, – I was listening to American Top 40, our boy Casey. Right. And um, you really got me debuted. And I'm like, ooh, this, this, this fan, I never heard of him. I mean, you know, it was like, what, I was 10, 11 years old or something, you know, whatever. It, Casey said, it was a hit for the kinks during the British invasion. <laughs> now back to the countdown. Is that something like that? So he said something like that. But they did but, the covers and it was so good. But that first album, I thought, I've always said that first album was like everything a 15 year old boy needed. Ain't talking about love, though. I, I mean, ain't talking about love. It's just so. That, God. That's, you saw that You saw that Pearl Jam cover that I put on my uh, on my Facebook page. And what song was it? Like, it was Ain't Talking About Love. It was. Okay. It's, yeah. it's very good. Although, I got to tell you, Woman in Love, I was just listening to that the other day. I would assume, like, the, the band is going to get a lot of money because people are just streaming the shit out of stuff on Spotify and Pandora now ever since Eddie died. Oh, yeah, of course. And there was, I mean, it's just, I don't even know if I was a huge Van Halen fan, but they were so seminal. If you ask any kid between 1978 and, like, 1995 who the best guitarist in the world was, it was always Eddie Van Halen, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, some oh, of the, like, real... The geeks would say like Ingve Malmsteen or Joe Satriani or something like that, which is fine. And I'm not shitting on those guys at all or Steve Vai or somebody like that. And then you get like the super geeks who go Larry Carlton or Michael Hedges. But it was almost always Eddie Van Halen year after year after year would be the guy, you know? Yep. It was it was like that was the thing. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen. And I'm sitting here trying to think what you got into the metal era, um, maybe guys like. I don't know, George Lynch and, and those, you know, they started coming along like in the mid eighties and all. And right. But, but from the time they debuted in the mid to late seventies to the mid eighties. Yes. Mm -hmm. Eddie Van Halen was, was who it was, man. And even after that, just, he just had a little more competition, I guess, as far as like mainstream. Guitar. Right. Cause you would get you. Kirk Hammett would be like one of the guys they would yep. talk about a lot. People like that stuff for sure. Yeah. yeah There's a lot of people. And later on, you would get into the grunge era, and it was like a Mike McCready or that Theo guy from Soundgarden or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think 
I don't think anybody would say like Kurt Cobain was a great guitarist. He did what he did, but you know, I fine. Know. I don't know if he even ever claimed to be that. No, yeah. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> but that guitarist. <laughs> but that's just how it was. Yeah. But it was. I mean, it's been interesting to see people react over the past few days to uh, the death of Eddie Van Halen because it is it is, for a lot of people. I don't get into that whole thing about it's part of my childhood that's gone or whatever. I don't. I don't really get into that whole situation. Um, I will say he might not have been a. I don't know what you classify as part of, but I would say he was part of the soundtrack of my growing up for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, when you talk about the 1984 album, that would have been like when you were in high school, right? Yeah. No, um, no, I just graduated. Well, like everybody, when you were going to Western, had to be jump, had to be playing the shit out of that album. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was talking to somebody; it was like their junior or senior year in high school, and she's like, "I, I just didn't hang out with you know the jocks or whatever." I'm like, didn't you go through a hallway or a party or a parking lot? Because I would think in 1984 that album was being jammed by every 16, 17, 18 year old in America. Everybody had that album. I would think every football player, every jock, every everybody in America was rock yeah. and rolling on that thing. And that's another one. I th- I'm pretty much going to say every song on there is thumbs up. It's hard to find a dog on that album, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like, and unfortunately, that that was, to me, that's when I started shitting on Eddie Van Halen a little bit because that's when it was like, I, I think I'll be the best keyboard player in the world. No! What are you doing? Stop! Stop like, doing that! It's like him and, like, Garth Brooks just said, fuck it, I'm like, just going to be somebody else. I've done know? all I can do. This is all I can do with this This is all I got, everybody. I'm just going to admit somebody else here. <laughs> Uh, night one of the draft on SmackDown. Any big takeaways for you? Not a one. Not uh, a- no, no, actually, I did have one. One yeah. takeaway. I did notice the uh, the movement of Seth Rollins over to SmackDown, mm-hmm. which seemingly would set up something between he and Roman. Eventually. Which eventually, not, yeah, eventually. And that would tell me that, Somebody's going to go babyface, so I would guess Seth would be back to being a babyface again, maybe, or are they just going to do the heel heel. Well, I know, that, and it could be far down the road, so it's kind of not even really worth talking about, almost. But that could be your WrestleMania match. But at the same it time, isn't, isn't it funny that we're not hearing now that Roman Reigns is what he is right now? We're not hearing the oh, but he won't be able to visit the kids at the kids' hospitals. Well, you can't really visit the kids at the kids' hospitals anyway. But that was always their thing. We can't Ugh. get him. He can't. Over at kids' hospitals visiting the children, bad guy. So maybe the yeah. plan is just to have him as a bad guy until there's a vaccine. Maybe that's the great Bruce Pritchard, you know, Vince McMahon plan. As soon as their as soon as their hero gets a vaccine out to America, which is going to be any day now, wink, wink. <laughs> you know, it, it is pushing mid October here. Wink, wink. We're going to get that vaccine out to America, and people are going to be okay. And they're probably just going to be having orgies out at the the ice pond there at Rockefeller Center by Christmas. I think that's what's going to happen in America, and and that will make us great again. I'm dreaming. <laughs> ah, kids, there's nothing more romantic than said Jesus's birthday than an orgy at the ice pond at Rockefeller Center. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I think maybe that's maybe that's what they thought. They're like, "Fuck it." We always are because that you know that was always the great maybe. objection is that well we can't turn him heel because the little children with the tubes in their noses and shit he can't go visit them and st- well he can't go visit them anyway right until I can't I got to be honest with you mm-hmm. I am looking so much forward to catching COVID if you could just come over here and cough on me for a while after you I don't and you don't have it but if you could find some or if you could just Get him to sneeze on something and just rush over here. Because apparently it makes you feel better than you did in 20 years. It makes you stronger. It makes you, you know, makes you just want to rip your mask off and go. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not at all what happened. He was. No, he was, not at all. It was. And by the way, for those of you that are doing those comparisons between Mussolini on the balcony, shame on you. Yeah. It's not fair to Mussolini. It's very unfair to Mussolini. Think of that. <laughs> it's crazy shit. I don't understand why I said this on Brad and Britt. So for those of you who listen to both of, you know, both of the podcasts, sorry. Why doesn't most of America, you should, you should be listening to both. If you do get uh, COVID, why don't you just have your driver take you up to Bethesda to Walter Reed? I don't understand why America's not doing that. And it's the easiest thing. And you get your socialized medicine right there at the Walter Reed center. It's so simple. 
I don't know, why is it why are people doing that? People are just stupid. You get your and then if once you're feeling like not great, you can go and do a drive by and salute some white supremacists. Why? I, I, it's so simple. People are just stupid. I, it, it, I just don't get it. It's you know black and white, so to speak. I suppose. And then, like, okay, once we get Roman back on the straight and narrow, not being a heel anymore, not being associated mm-hmm. with that nasty Paul Heyman, how long do we have to wait as a separation period before he's able to go visit little Sasha and Dakota at the at the kids' hospital? Is it like a three or four month period? Because because are the children going to go? I, I thought you were terrible. You would be so mean to people. You know, I, doesn't there have to be like a period of time where you get a new crop of kids um, into the into the children's hospital? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the timetable is. I think it'll be a while. Mm-hmm. It'll be a long while before that's back in session again. You think maybe that was the, that was a breakthrough moment? Pritchard, you know, breaks into um, he breaks into McMahon's office. Boss, let me tell you, boss, we can we can turn him heel because he can't go see the little kids right now. God damn, you're right. Go ahead, make him an asshole. <laughs> Not as big an asshole as me, but a pretty big asshole. Not a chance. I'm still mad at him for bailing on us on WrestleMania, but fuck that guy. Fuck him. We're going to make this the worst heel run in the history of our company. <laughs> It'll turn out to be the best. I don't know. It's very bad. Um, I tell you what, though. So yeah. far, so good. Can't complain. Well, I, 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 and I hate to be the guy, but we I mean, we, we said for years, just turn him heel. Oh, and yeah. I, oh, and then, I'll say that with you all day long. And then I'm for years, I would go. I like how they're doing it so far. They're oh, yeah. It up so far. Doing the Samoan stuff and everything is fantastic. Yeah. It's way yeah. better than it's anything. It's better than anything he's done since he left the shield by far. Not even close. Not even but, close. But there's going to be. I mean, there will be an expiration date on it. And the expiration date will be when there's a vaccine, which I'm sure, you know, Trump's going to get to us by the end of this podcast. Well, then, yeah, it'll be like the Daniel Bryan. White family run. <laughs> These were the draft results. First round pick. First pick in round one was Drew McIntyre. He stays. I guess he stays on Raw. Is he on Raw? I can't remember which. Yeah. Was he, okay. He stays on. Which one was he on before? I don't. Know. I don't know. Um, no, I think. I think I noticed that he and Roman both stayed at their respected. So they take the two champions first, which is like yeah. simple and and easy and makes sense. I don't think they've always done that in the past, but they take the two champions Raw. Stays with McIntyre. I don't think it's always like that. And then the first woman taken was the Raw Women's Champion, Asuka. So she's going to stay on Raw. Yeah. Seth goes to SmackDown, as you mentioned. And finally, in uh, on Raw, it's the Hurt Business coming over from SmackDown. So it's going to be Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric, Cedric Alexander, and MVP. Uh, I thought they were already on there because, you know, they were, you know, in that underground thing for a while. But they were, but then they were on, weren't they on SmackDown for a while, too? You know, they may have been on there for some weird reason. I don't know. What sort of interesting, crazy, what kind of crazy racial angles will they be able to do on Raw with the Hurt Business (laughs) once they get over there? Oh, I I don't know, but I have faith they'll knock that one out of the park. (laughs) They'll have those guys throwing pancakes out of the audience in no time. Now that the new day is broken up, which was the real headline from night one, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. Did you see uh, the 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 reunion last night when when all three of the of New Day came together and they're like, oh, we're saying we, we seem to be missing something. We seem to be missing something. I'm like, oh, don't bring the pancakes out and they're reaching for something. And they talk, started talking about the, the belt. You know, they were like, oh, that's what it was. Oh, good belt symbol. You know, the universal wrestler belt symbol with the hands that go, you know, forefinger to forefinger and thumb to thumb and back and forth. You know, like. Like you're playing an accordion, like right. That's what I'm told. That's what I'm trying to do. But yeah, that's what that's what they were doing. But I, I thought they were reaching for pancakes. And God, I'm glad they did. Yeah. Well, don't worry. It may come back. <laughs> Ironically enough. Yeah. I had pancakes for breakfast this morning. Look at that. I'm making pancakes for breakfast next Saturday morning. Early voting in North Carolina starts on the 15th. Can't wait. Starts on the 15th. Are you, are you predicting long lines that first day? Quite possible. Um, a bunch of us from work are planning on going very early in the morning on next Saturday. You're on Saturday. Yeah. Well, it's going to be close to work and everything. Uh, round two, Raw gets AJ Styles. I guess that means that it's okay to go back to Raw since Heyman isn't in charge of it because that was the original transfer, wasn't it? I 
I thought it was just to get away from him, but I guess he was kind of in, in charge. Yeah, that was the idea, and that because he he got Gallows and Anderson fired for absolutely no reason, so he requested. So they think it's cool. Yeah, so they think it's cool for them to be on the same show now. And uh, well, but I guess they can be on the same show as long as he's not in charge. They could stay in separate parts of the building. I'm looking forward for AJ going up. AJ's going to Raw though, right? He is, but then then so is Roman, and that's that's Paul Heyman's no, 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 guy. No, no. Roman's staying in SmackDown. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah, well, that, that was when Seth Seth moved to SmackDown. Well, there we go. So that's so AJ has to get away from Paul Heyman's guy. That's that's, that's my, yeah, I was that's the storyline. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. I'm like, you know, here's Heyman back on SmackDown again and AJ there, and I, I said, Well, I guess everything's cool, you know, but maybe not. There it is. Um SmackDown gets uh, Sasha Banks. Oh. Another great Sasha Banks promo last night. <laughs> I thought about you, brother. <laughs> I know what she was looking around the go. We used to be best friends <laughs> with you. I used to be best friends with you. <laughs> and now I'm going to take away the thing that means most to you. <laughs> God bless her. Though. I love Sasha. I really do. I, I know I, it's hard not to. Even the quirky I, promos, like I, I'm going to go and I'm going to at. At Hell in a Cell. Is it Hell in a Cell is the next one? Yeah. At Hell in a Cell, I'm going to take away your title. <laughs> she just, she, it's, the thing about it is she just sounds like Alicia Silverstone up there trying to I know, up, you know. I know. It's so... <laughs> uh, Raw takes Naomi. So that's good news for, I think that's good news for Naomi's career that she got such a high draft pick. That's all, that, you know, I, that's a good thing to... <clears throat> We need to get our crack team of researchers to go check this out. But um, I, I would be curious in, in the past, how many of these people like a Naomi who kind of gets drafted, you know, I'm going to say kind of out of nowhere yeah. on, on a higher, you know, in a high right. position. How is that usually a forethought, a symbol of, or, or, or a precursor? Fine? Yeah, precursor of them put, giving a push to them. Uh, usually, I, it means like it, you know. Bless you. I, I, I muted I, I so sneezes. I, I just I, I can I can hear it. I know. I, I was I was muting the microphone, so I was trying to answer your question. I think yeah. I, first, I think historically, what they do is they make a big deal out of oh, this was a this person was a huge you know high draft pick, and then they do it for like a little while, and then it fades away, and it totally fucks them. There's no advantage at all. Yeah, okay. that's my memory of it. I may be somebody correct me again on this whole situation, but that's how it has been in the past. So, Sasha, right. and I just, like, you know, just say how I many out of these people who get drafted, I guess that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They push and, and they actually get something out of them, you know. Uh, Bianca Belair is the next draft pick to SmackDown, and that's that's a good precursor think, one. for her, yeah, to go as a high draft pick, and maybe they'll try to do something with her because I think Let she's got vignettes with her too, you know. Exactly. So, I think there's they got big plans for her. So, Raw gets the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. So, that mm-hmm. was the end of round number two. Yeah. Round three. A guy who was very hot in 2019 but has been silent in 2020 so far mostly is Ricochet. Yeah, that one caught me a little by surprise, too. Uh, that made me think that they may have something, you know, kind of like Naomi. You know, they kind of got something that works for him some way. They maybe pull him out of mothballs. I mean, he had he had a little confrontation with the Hurt Business like a month ago or six weeks ago or something. Yeah, but that was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it almost looked like he was more of a backup for, um, whatchamacallit, um, Apollo Crews. Than, yeah. Than, than, you know what I'm saying? He, he was kind of like one of his henchmen kind of thing. Not, not even a henchman. You know what I'm saying? One of his backups kind of thing. He he wasn't the four guy in, in nope. the, whole, the whole issue. He had to, he had such a prominent role all over that WWE. That thing. Yeah, huge. He was a big deal in 2019, but he's so far in 2020 with all of the changing plans. You and I were commenting on this a couple of weeks ago. It's been six months since freaking WrestleMania. Yeah. I can't believe it's been six months since freaking WrestleMania. And and how weird it seemed. I mean, now it wouldn't be that bad. You know, it'd be like, you know, it'd be almost somewhat normal seeing it now compared to seeing it back then, you know. Uh, Jake. We were like, we can't, I can't even believe it. They're even doing this. Much I like- know. Uh, SmackDown gets Jey Uso. Mm, I guess that's good. Because he's going to be remaining with Roman, I guess they're going to be doing some more stuff with that program. 
Um, at least to hell in a cell. I mean, they're pushing this the stipulation thing pretty hard. I don't, I'm wondering what, what what exactly that is going to be. I mean, I, it, this may be a a big, you know. It may be because it's just hard to see Jey Uso getting a victory over Roman, at least a clean uh, yeah. win. Right. So that means something catastrophic is going to happen, it sounds like, because they're pushing this thing so hard. So I'm just wondering, are they going to like put him out for a while or some shit? You, know? you almost would want a situation where like The Rock comes back in and helps Jey Uso get the victory. You would almost want something like that. That's going to cost WWE way too much money. They have nothing coming in. There's no prominence, prominent shows coming up. I don't think they're going to stretch this thing all the way out to WrestleMania for another six months and then have The Rock come in and make a big payday and let Jey Uso go over at WrestleMania. So I, I don't – it's hard to – and I love Jey Uso. I would love to see Jey Uso get a victory. I don't see the point of it. I don't either. I, I don't think – first of all, I, I, I don't know – I don't know that he's really, I don't know. He's good, but I don't know if he's really as good of a singles wrestler that needs to hold a championship. You know what I'm saying? I I, I think that's just, I know the connection with him and Roman and, and all the storyline and I'll get that. But all in all, that he just, he, I don't think, and I think Jay would tell you that I don't think he really deserves the belt right now. Interesting. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he does think he does, and and you know that's just my opinion. I just I just think all these other dudes that that should be you know on the front runners list, and here he is just all of a sudden just because he's Roman's cousin and stuff. I mean, I mean, I, I get the one time thing, you know, give him a shot like that, but this ongoing feud that that he could actually Uso could actually be champion. I don't know. I just don't see that being the case at all. I'm thinking this Hell in a Cell is going to hopefully. Be it. it. It'll be blow. the blow. we call it a blow off. I was I was trying yeah. to instruct. I was instructing somebody on wrestling terminology, and uh, that, that was one of the things I was telling. Kayfabe. They knew about babyface and heels and stuff like that, but from reading some of, uh, I'll just say it. It was my girlfriend. She, I was trying to tell her she, she had read the she back in the day. She read like Mick Foley's book, so she knew a little bit about that stuff. Okay, but I was telling her about kayfabe and about selling and not selling and stuff like that because mm-hmm. I told her a joke or something, and she you know, sold it. it was yeah. <laughs> I was telling her about K- what kayfabe meant and stuff like that from back in the day, and uh, and I was telling her about potatoes, <laughs> Irish ones. No, no, they, I don't Irish, Irish potato oh, potatoes. I got you. You throw in some, and you throw a live round. You hit somebody with a potato, and then all of a sudden, of course, you're going to get a receipt. So that they, get a receipt. There you go. I just love using the terminology. I just love using all the wrestling jargon. I just, I just like seeing gimmick a lot. I like, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got this Nintendo Switch gimmick, man. You got to come over and play sometime. <laughs> Just using that sometime. Hey, man, I got this uh, COVID gimmick, and now I feel better than I have 20 years ago. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Yeah, vaccine gimmick's going to be out here real soon from what I hear. <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. Oh, that's funny. Um, Mandy Rose going to Raw in round three. We already she'd already been hadn't she? Oh yeah, she yeah she'd been trade. So that's stupid. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to call bullshit on something that's a work, but like oh she's been traded, and then all of a sudden like she's she's on Raw for two weeks, and all of a sudden oh no she's been drafted back to SmackDown. <laughs> was that what was going to happen? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> well yeah, actually, but no, I guess um, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with all that. Who knows? Um, Heavy Machinery wasn't chosen last night, were they? I don't know. We'll go through it. Man, uh, after Mandy Rose, it was Dominic and Rey Mysterio who were now a team on SmackDown. I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what if it could be like uncle, aunt, you know? Nope. It's just father and son. That's the only duo that, or, and a tag team. Mama Mysterio not coming along. Uh, Aaliyah uh, not coming along. And if they did, they would call themselves the short business, but not really. See that, that you can't. I can't come up with a good name unless you would call them like six one nine is mighty fine or some shit like that. Uh, I could see Aaliyah wearing that shirt. Six one nine team six one nine or some shit like that. Six one nine. Raw gets the Miz and John Morrison, so they're switching brands, right? Yeah, looks like they're going to Raw. 
Uh, I know Jr. on the most recent Grilling Jr. does the history of the Miz, and I haven't heard it yet. We can get to Cornette's latest takes because Cornette's got some pretty good ones on AEW Dynamite. Which, by the way, oh my gosh! If this doesn't destroy his friendship with with Jim Ross, <laughs> I don't know. Matter, you knew it was only a matter of time. It was going to happen. Yeah, was, you know, it's it's like the Conways. It was, it was only a matter of time. It was it was only a matter of time that it was going to happen. Uh, round four, Smack, SmackDown Tag Team Champions Kofi Kingston and Xavier, and this was like one of the better. More, it was more one of the more obvious things that they did, but one of the things that needed to be obvious, they didn't need to get tricky with this to split up the new day. First of all, what did you think of Stephanie McMahon's denim dress? Okay, um, honest to God, I didn't even notice it. I didn't really. I didn't even pay attention to it, dude. I swear I didn't. I saw her standing there, but I'm just like, I just see her and just kind of mentally black out. But you. I mean, you were there in the 80s when all the girls were wearing, like, that denim shit. Hers was yeah. way darker. It wasn't, like, acid wash and shit. Girls would wear. Right. And they would have the. the, the they were they, they were. And they had the shoulder pads and shit. I don't know. If you call the jeans with the jean jacket and, like, the denim shirt, if you call that a Canadian tuxedo, I don't know if that would be, like, a Canadian ballroom dress or whatever. Is but I remember. Like, I'll just. Is that, I, like, is that derogatory toward Canada in any way? I think it's a redneck slam against Canada, but I think they own it. Okay. That's yeah. cool. I think particularly Western Canada is very – Western Canada is kind of like the southern United States. How about that? I, I think that's where all the rednecks are. And they got a couple of highfalutin cities, and you know they got a re, they got a province called British Columbia, so which sounds really kind of hoitsy toitsy and highfalutin. Mm-hmm, but it's not. No, they've got because like the Canadian Rockies are out there, and they they have it's a lot. Van, of, is it Vancouver out there? Yeah, and Vancouver is like a highfalutin city, but Calgary, I think, is just like a redneck town. <laughs> Hi, Chris Jericho. What's up? No, no, he's, he's Winnipeg, which is called Murder that's Peg. Right. Uh, that's right. Murder, but Murder Peg is kind of in the middle. Calgary. That's a uh, that's our boy Hitman. Well, that's right. That's all the, the Hart family and stuff. And it, but they have a lot of they do a lot of oil in Western Canada. And they do a lot of cows and stuff. Oh. Beef. You've been a lot there? of rednecks out there. You've been up there. Closest I've ever come uh, to Western Canada was watching Brokeback Mountain. You've come a lot closer than I have, brother. Because <laughs> all I gotta say, which I will, I will defend as a great movie all day long. For you, but gay cowboys. I don't want to see no queer cowboy. Don't no. It's a fantastic movie, and they. It's not. It's not set in Western Canada, but that's where they filmed it. And Ang Lee is. He, there's a beautiful sequence where they have, where the Western Rockies. They show a thunderstorm kind of rolling across the Western Rockies. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am convinced that Jake Gyllenhaal didn't have any idea they were they were filming a movie. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Cut? I don't understand. What? Cut. Who's saying cut? Cut what? What's that microphone doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You set me I, up, dude. What's up? I'll give you. I, I mean, I'll give you. I'll give you all of that. But it's still a fantastic. But that's the closest I've ever come to. I'd like to go to the Canadian Rockies at some point. I think yeah. it'd be wonderful to go. And I don't really. I don't like my mom. A couple of weeks ago, when I was up there, she goes, oh, "You think you're ever going to get out and travel or go see places?" I went, "Probably not." And she goes, "Why?" And I went, "Because I'm broke." Oh, <laughs> cost, cost a little money to do stuff. Yeah, so if you could just hurry up and you know, if you could hurry up and die and start giving me some of that money, that'd be great. I yeah, could probably yeah. end up heading somewhere. Yeah, I hope you said that right. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. She insists on continuing to be in good health, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, she seems to be. I went out the. Um, I went. I would when I go up to the mountains. I go. We go walking together because you know I'm on this fitness kick and all this shit. We go walking around this track and stuff. From when I would go back and my girlfriend would go, um, I go, Hey, we walked like three miles today or whatever. She goes, wow, your, your mom seems really active. I go, well, her mouth is that's for sure. Damn. <laughs> that all right. A little stiff brother. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she's just happy to see you. She's like my mom, you know, oh, of course. and she just starts thinking she's got to catch up on everything, you know, of catch course. up on everything. So no, that's know. right. That's fine. I, but, I, I, but I get your. I, I get. I get the funny. And anybody who wants to write me and say that I wish my mother dead, just shut the fuck up. I'm very I, happy I, to have my mother at the age. Of, and I'm, I'm very fortunate at 50 years old to still have my mother around. And there are a lot of people who are 50 who would still love to have their mothers. And Brian's like way, way older than 50, and he's still got his. <laughs> so. Exactly. 
So yeah, but I I know I I know I know where you're I know where you're at with that exactly. Uh, round four. This is where they take Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, and that's yeah. what Stephanie said. And then Stephanie goes, SmackDown's going to take Big E. Big E stays right where he is. Kofi and Xavier going to Raw. But don't you think it's about time? I honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna say for all the bitching that we do about WWE booking, um, yeah, I I I don't know if they waited. I, I, this may be almost exactly the right time to do this. They may have waited a tad too long, but better than breaking them up yeah. too soon. Well, I'll be honest. When you know one of the times, I guess maybe one of the last times we were bitching about them being together mm-hmm. too long and all that stuff, they kind of got hot again. You know, kind of. They, it seemed like they've done that over the over the course of time. They'd be like, you get stale as shit, and all of a sudden something happens, and they're you know people start cheering like hell for them again, or cheered like here hell for them again. And I don't know. I think it's with the pandemic once again. I'll, I'll say that's probably the reason here. We're just like Roman going heel. This is probably the best time to do it if they're going to do it. And plus, I, I do think they they do need to some fresh coat of paint on, on both on every, on all three members. Don't you think, you know, I mean, Biggie, we all know can be a singles wrestler and a good singles wrestler. I'm telling you right now there, I think if they don't fuck up, he could, he could be strong for them. Mm-hmm. So and I'm talking about for them as in WWE. So I, I you know, I, I, that's, so, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's fine. Uh, you know, I, th- I think it's fine. I'm just glad they didn't do some fucked up thing to break them up. You know, I mean, exactly. It's as tame as it can get. And plus, you do re- you reserve the right to if you know Biggie gets into a feud and he starts getting beat down by a bunch of guys, they can help come back and and save him like once or twice sure. or something like that. Sure. Same thing with them over there on Raw. If they can start getting fucked over, he can make the appearance like the Hulk and just break through and. Yeah, start whipping people's asses and stuff like Absolutely. that. So you reserve the right to do that. I, I don't really have a problem with any of it. I think it's going to give them a lot of opportunity. I'm trying to think of the, who are the tag teams that they're going to be able to work with on Raw. Is it going to be like Miz and Morrison, obviously, who just got drafted mm-hmm. over there? And I, I can't even think of the tag teams over there. Wow, now you got me thinking too. Um, is it Cesaro and Shinsuke? Or, yeah, yeah. Are they on SmackDown or are they on Raw? I can't remember. I cannot remember. Oh, so, that's who they wrestled last night on SmackDown. Right? Okay. That's Maybe. Right. That's who, Okay. So, fuck. Um, yeah, I have to think about that shit. Honestly, without the Usos in the picture as a tag team, tag team wrestling has really been relegated in WWE, and it already was, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, there's no Hardy Boys together. There's no Usos together. And there's no FTR anymore. More on that in a moment. Um, well, heavy machinery is kind of leaning toward the breakup stage. It looks like it for whatever reason. I don't know why they decided that would be a good deal, but that's that's what they've decided. But, you know, I will say this once again to their credit, WWE's credit, as far as Tucker and uh, and, and, and uh, Big Boy, I think they've kind of done a good job in, in not keeping Tucker too much out of the picture, you know, and, and keeping him as a – just a, a complete nobody. They've kind of kept him involved in the storyline as right, you know, as much as they could, and I think that's good because it kind of keeps him relevant. You know, they are they are tits deep in a storyline they had no idea was going to go this far, so to speak. I can tell you right now, they are. They had no idea it was going to go on this long at all, and they they. I think they can't figure a way out of it. That's the well, problem. Do you think that that was their way out of it? Do you think that was their way out of it was to send her to fucking Raw? Yeah, I think that was it. it was like we can't we can't figure out because we can't make we can't really make her a bad guy, and we can't figure out a way to turn Otis as a heel in this thing. And they can't. It's not a sustainable thing. It's always been kind of a joke. Right, right, right. What do you and where do you go exactly? So you just get her out of the picture. Freaking attorney bullshit with with Miz and Morrison. You know, right? Oh, that's that's just. Um, Dana Brooke is drafted to Raw. She's another one. High draft. They've been kind of slowly pushing her for whatever reason. Man, like you know, they, they just keep starting and stopping with her. They give her they the do. rock. It's weird. They just can't seem to figure out exactly what they want to do with her. I don't know what and that's all about. Looking, you know, and I, I say they, maybe it's her herself, but she looks, you know, blonde like so many of them are. And it's just do something 
be somebody different or something. Because I know that's she may have blonde hair, but it's not platinum blonde. And we've got somebody blonde like Mandy Mandy Rose. Okay, yeah, right. Fucking Alexa. Alexa changes hers up, but all in all, she's kind of more more or less blonde. You got Natalia, Lana, um, Lacey. Right. A lot of blondes. It's just blonde, 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 blonde. So I don't know. But it, it's just other than that, I, I like Dana Brooke. You know, I mean, she's not great, but I, I think she she's she sustained a lot over her tenure, I think, uh, going back to NXT. And, and back in NXT, she was a badass, man. Oh, yeah. Just like so many of them are, and get, get to the main roster and just, you know, blow a tire. So um, I think, I, uh, I, hope, I, think uh, I hope she does well, though. I feel like she's one of those once she's out of the company, that shoot interview would be pretty interesting to find out what she went through after her boyfriend died. And then all the stuff that they try to start and stop with her. And then that thing with Batista, they tried to play that up like a big deal. And I she's probably got a lot of stories to tell about creative fucking her over pretty good, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Honestly, I'd kind of forgotten about that because that's how meaningless to me it was uh, or the whole Batista thing, you know? And if that's the case, then, then shame on WWE, man. That's, that's, that'd be pathetic if that was what the reasoning was. Uh, Otis, Mr. Money in the Bank goes to SmackDown. Again, I don't know. He stays, more, on he stays on SmackDown. He stays on SmackDown. Thank you. And, uh, Raw, confusing, man. I know. Raw gets Angel Garza, which is kind of a, a huge afterthought, right? And he stays on Raw. He's not moving. Oh, he's on. He's, they, Raw is going to yeah. because I don't. He and uh, Zelina and and uh, what you call it, um, Andrade, Andrade, yeah. Or, but then they're not even a tag team anymore, right? They split them up. Yeah, because they're yeah. <laughs> that whole thing was actually pretty funny <laughs> when the people are going after her, and then all of a sudden he runs. <laughs> I did find that to be hilarious, I have to say. But it's his character, though, you know? Exactly. Street um, Profits, there's a, if they stay on Raw, that would be one tag team that um, they could, that New Day could work with. New Day could work with. Black on Black Violence, brother. But WWE would never pair Blacks. blacks. So you got to worry about that Black on Black Violence before we start doing anything about police violence. That's my, I'm Vince McMahon, and that's my story. That's going to happen. I just want I just want them to somehow work that Mike Pence fly into a storyline on on Raw on Monday. If they could somehow work that Mike Pence fly into something, that's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a giant fly, and it's gonna go on. A, who do we have left on Monday? I'm gonna go to Raw. Giant fly. <laughs> All right, here's what we're gonna do. Oh, and at the end of the at the end of the SmackDown, it looked like Alexa Bliss was going to finally accede to the wishes and be the lover of uh, the fiend, right? I'm not sure exactly what's going on with her. It almost looks like she's controlling him in a way. Oh, nice. Well, that does add a little spin to it. Well, it's real life, I guess. They control the dudes. You know how that goes. Well, that you know that there is something to be said for the toxic masculinity getting meeting its match. Yeah. <laughs> The fiend. This is what we do, because we know that uh, yeah, like, the fiend has no nuts like the rest of us. <laughs> they like to say, here's what they like to say. They like to say that men rule the world. What we're going to do is going to have her pull him around by the balls. Pull him around by the balls. I want to see that bitch control him. Control him. Carry that lantern while you do it. She stared lovingly into the fiend's eyes, and they both looked at the uh, ring as they as at the beat-up Kevin Owens, right? Yeah, yeah. Signifying, I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, I was sitting there thinking, honestly, I don't. I, I'm like, I hope this doesn't fuck Alexa Bliss up. I, it's, you know, because she's been so good for so long, right? I know, and maybe she she can make it work and make it be something really outstanding. But just going on track record with the Wyatt family and all that stuff. I mean, it's just. It really scores very freaking fast. How many times when they did the New Day vignettes with the gospel singers and all that st- stuff did we go, I don't see how they're going to get this shit over. Uh-huh. And it, and the company didn't, but those three guys did. I mean, they what? deserve ultimate credit for having every obstacle thrown their way, having a lame gimmick thrown their way, and they got that shit over. Thank you. Thank you. That and, is so key, man. And they did it through, like, injuries to everybody and all the shit that went on. They were still able to make all that thing. That shit. 
And oh, it, yeah. That that is a testament to those three performers. Yeah, they're great, man. I, I, I love all three of those dudes, and and I think, you know, he, um, what's his name? Uh, not not Kofi. Xavier. Uh, uh, Xavier. Thank you. Damn. He's been injured several times, and this last time it, he was out, he's been out a while. So I want to see him get going. I want to see him kick it up into the notch notches that I know he can kick it up into, you know, because I've seen him, you know, I've said it before back in the TNA days. I was like, this dude's good, man. He's so underrated. And he's, you know, but I don't know. Some of these injuries might have slowed him down a little bit. We'll, we'll find out. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that they did split him up. And I'm glad, I hope Kofi and Xavier blow it up on Raw. Remember the time we talked to Vince Russo and he had no idea that that was Consequences Creed? I do remember that. Because <laughs> you said it was kind of, always like, oh, is that what that is, bro? Bro. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, are you are you ribbing me here? What's what 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 are you fucking with me? What's what's going on? Really, you don't know this? He didn't know. But uh, um, let's look at AEW Dynamite because this is going to be pretty telling. I think as we go through on uh, throughout it, Ricky Starks and Taz joining commentary as they get things started. Ricky Starks continues to make a name for himself in this promotion. I think he's really up and coming, and he may very soon be the number three heel on this show after Jericho and MJF. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I caught, I didn't go back and watch the beginning of it. Uh, so I missed that part. I caught it my, midway through this week. So, um, yeah, I hate, I missed that. Cause I, I like, I'm a big Ricky Starks fan and I'm with you on that. I think that I, I love that guy. I, I, to me, they can't get that guy on TV enough. In my opinion, Mm-mm. NWA, man, they had a, a diamond in the rough when they had him back, a few, you know, a year ago, however long it's been. Sorry, the page that I'm loading with the results is crashing right now. But the first match was the FTW Championship on the line with Brian Cage against Will Hobbs. And Will Hobbs does end up winning. Uh, No, I'm sorry. Brian Cage does end up beating Will Hobbs. So the FTW World Championship. And it's really not the FTW World Championship. It's the FTW Championship. That's another thing that kills me. You shouldn't shouldn't be saying that. Okay. Caused... There was in, in ECW, there was a world champion, and Taz went, well, fuck the world champion. And that's what the belt was. So it wasn't gotcha. fuck the world world championship. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's like an ATM machine. No, the M is for machine. It's an ATM. It's an ATM. Okay. Right? The ATM. The ATM belts. Uh, Ricky Starks joining Brian Cage in the ring as Taz took the microphone. He told Will Hobbs he was impressive and was set to offer him a spot in Team Taz. Darby Allen out for the run-in, forcing them to retreat. Darby Allen is just Mr. Run-In. That's what they should call him. They should have him under a mask with the skateboard and just call him Mr. Run-In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, they, yeah, now that you mentioned I didn't even think about it, but, yeah, you're right. He is Mr. Frickin' Run-In. Then we got a small video package with people congratulating Chris Jericho for his 30 years in pro wrestling. This video included legendary guitar player Slash, mm-hmm. NJPW star Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Jericho's dad, Ted Irvine, the former NHL superstar. There you go. Big Ted. Those are things Daddy, that happen. Daddy Jericho. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy Jericho, if you will. If you will. If you will. If you will. This is what pissed off Jim Cornette greatly. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. F- FTR the champions against hybrid two. Jim said, this is why I would never under any circumstances ever think about managing FTR and AEW. Cause I knew they would get fucked like this. I just knew it. <laughs> FTR defeats the hybrid rating was two. Now after the match, mm-hmm. the best friends come out, they confront FTR. I think mm-hmm. either Chucky or Trent had shirt. Maybe both of them had shirts on portraying FTR as weenies. Like like as as actual wieners, like Oscar Meyer style okay. on their T-shirts. And they came out the number one contenders match. They'll be facing FTR for the AEW Tag Team Championship next week on AEW Dynamite. And then after that, I think the best friends beat down FTR, which pissed off <laughs> Cornette and Brian last to no end. He's like, why are these guys? This is the hottest tag team in the world. They've been kicking ass everybody. And, and then the best friends – whose gimmick is that their mom drives them around as they're 35 years old in the minivan. <laughs> they just beat down FTR. You know he's got a point. <laughs> he's like, I love you guys. I don't want to make enemies of you guys or whatever, but God, I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this this smells of Marcus Alexander Bagwell. I, I did, did. <laughs> We're going to eventually put their mom on a pole. Is that what you're saying? I'm telling you, if, they don't, if they're not careful. 
Uh, yeah, it does, man. I, 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 I'm kind of with Cornette on this, but in a way. But you, you know, say what you want about those dudes, but but they're they were pretty hot, you know, with with the crowd when the crowd was there. You know, they're, they're you know, FT, FTR are best friends. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm using pronouns. Pronouns, pal. <laughs> I'm talking about best friends. So I, I mean. I don't know. Is he so? I just want to make sure I'm clear that he's saying that FTW is getting beat down by a couple of dudes that don't need to be beating them down. Yeah, they're like the hottest tag team you got. They're the best tag team in the world, which is almost like not even controversial to say. There's not really. And then these these jackasses, these jagoffs who were like nothing, are going to come in and start beating these guys down. But the payoff is they're going to get their shit. Best friends are going to get the shit kicked out in out of them at this at this pay per view. There's just no way they're going to be FTW. I mean, isn't that the reverse real booking? Because the real booking was that the babyface would get beat down by the heels, and then people would pay money to see them get their comeuppance. Aren't you just turning that on its head? Yeah, and then but you just don't get the same outcome. I guess, but it's like you don't. Now the heels have to get heat on them by having the baby faces come in, beat them down for no reason, and then supposedly you're going to pay money. Didn't they have some big to-do going on before that? It wasn't like they just came out of blue, right? I mean, they had some kind of ongoing oh, thing they were, before. They did, but it's just weird to have these. And then FTW has been portrayed as incredible badasses. And now, and well, I, I love well, Everybody's badass so you get you know, stuck up on from behind. And they get your ass kicked. But, okay, the baby faces are sneaking up from behind, Brian. <laughs> Brian. Oh, I'm thinking about that as I said it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, this, this is the problem with this promotion and with Tony Khan writing the huge checks and all the other shit. It's like I, I, I hate to you know concede this point to Jim Cornette, but he's right because they just continue to they continue to like have this short attention span booking where this guy continues to write these checks and these are my friends and I need to go ahead and do this and well okay if you do that then we'll, ah fuck it we'll worry about it next week. Oh, and by the way, if the Young Bucks could just like super <laughs> – that was another thing that pissed off Cornette. Tony Schiavone's at ringside. Here come the Young Bucks, and it's like – Tony goes, well, I'm not going to hold a grudge. <laughs> Thanks. After, after he kicked Thanks, their ass. <laughs> I know. I'm not a wrestler, and they came up on me for absolutely no reason and kicked my teeth down my throat. But come on, bygones. <laughs> just water under the bridge. Jeez. I want to say this publicly. And I hope people have made it to this point in the podcast. There's a, there's a, <laughs> no, this is actually really important. There is a GoFundMe for Jim and Kyrie Valley and for okay. all the problems he's been going through. And they, and it's very, I've been heartened by it because they've had to change the goal as they've gone on because people keep giving more and more money. And I, last time I saw, I think it was around $42,000, nice. which is great. Tony Schiavone gave a thousand dollars. Really? Which I think is amazing, and I think that's great, and it says a lot for Tony Giovanni. Nice, um, Tony. Because Jim Valley, when he was at that <clears throat> when he was at that thing, he was at the thing in Charlotte back in 2016, and mm. Valley was all over the place, flying all over and doing all of those panels, and, and Tony had been out of wrestling for so long. So when Poly- you and Valley did that? Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, and there okay. was all sorts of technical problems because Wade Keller doesn't give a shit and doesn't really give you the technical resources to do what you need to do. But that's another thing entirely. That would be the, the one and only meeting of Bruce Mitchell, Britt Whitmire and Jim Valley in the same place at the same time. And <laughs> um, yeah, Tony Schiavone was at that thing and he had not done anything in wrestling for a long time. And Jim polished him up for a panel discussion. And as Jim did, he was completely prepared, made Tony look amazing. And they had a great panel discussion. And that really got the ball rolling as to Conrad getting in touch with, with Tony and doing the podcast. And then Tony getting back in and doing more stuff in wrestling. He was doing a show on uh, the radio in Atlanta. And now of course he's doing AEW dynamite. So Tony uh, really, I think acknowledging a great debt to Jim Valley for helping him back in 2016. And I'm really glad that uh, Tony do that, did that. And if you can go to GoFundMe and help out Jim and uh, Jim Valley with all the stuff that he's going through, cause he's still going through a very rough time uh, as it is now. So I, I hope that you guys can uh, give him a couple of bucks and even if it's $5 or $10 or whatever, it's all added up to, I, I, I can go look, but my God, it's, it, it was well over $40,000. And I think they started out with a modest goal of 20 or 22 and they blew through that fairly quickly. That's great, man. So it shows you how much that guy is loved. And, and I, I think that's amazing. I'm going to go look it up right now. Yeah. That's not, great, man. He is. And it's, it, they've run into some bad news and everything. And, and Kari's a great person too. And I, I hate that this has happened to him again in the middle of this pandemic. 
Um, but I'm very happy that uh, people are responding. It is GoFundMe.com slash F, as in Frank, slash Jim-Valley-Fundraiser. I'm going to repeat that, and I'm going to put it in the description of the podcast as well. GoFundMe.com slash F, as in Frank, slash Jim-Valley-Fundraiser. So far, $47,000. Good. Nice. Good job. $47,000. They've now established a goal of 50,000. And so far they have 978 people who have chipped in. Golly. So that's, that's amazing to me. And they've got some great notes in here. And I know that the family really appreciates that. So if you can help in any way, shape or form, then God bless you and do that. Greg, the hammer Valentine uh, gets a payday from AEW. He was in the AEW audience for the match. Hopefully good. good. Yeah. I hope that they, screened everybody properly and did all the tests and stuff. And hopefully this will end up getting Greg the hammer Valentine at his advanced age, COVID-19. But if it does, he's only going to end up being stronger for it. Am I right? That's right. God dang. Tony Khan, just take him up to, um, take him up, Drive to the hospital. Him on up to Walter Reed. And he'll Walter be Reed. He'll be fun. Um, I think we need to talk about Brody Lee. Bryant, do you like Brody Lee? Do you think he has any value in this promotion? I don't know if he has as much as I thought at first. I, 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 I'll have to say I'm kind of like you on this, that I, I just – gosh, man, there's just no just no flair, you know, F-L-A-R-E there. I'm not feeling the love. I am not feeling the love from Brody Lee. I thought that this might break him out of the whole Wyatt family bullshit, you know. Yeah. And, and show us who he really is. But, God dang, man, I just – I can't – I can't separate the two characters, um, him now and the Wyatt family character. I just, I'm having a hard time doing that. I mean, and and he's talking normally and not acting stupid like the Wyatt character was really, but I think it's just the look, man. I think if he was going to do this, I think he should have changed his whole look. Don't you think so? I think that would have helped. I'm not saying it would have been a miracle cure for him, but I think it would have helped. At least it would have helped me. This is the problem with them, with AEW, as they take these WWE superstars who may or may not have some momentum coming into the promotion, and they're like, well, we're going to call you something different. But if you look like something different, will people recognize you once they're flipping through the channels? Because I think that's part of the point of having those guys in as you flip through the channel. Like, oh, I used to see this guy on Raw, or I used to see this guy on SmackDown, or whatever. But I just think the whole Dark Order thing has strangled him. I I think it was like a failure to launch with this guy. Well, I think that that yeah, I will say that too. Yes, you you are correct. I think the Dark Order has played a big part in his whole character deal up until now too. Absolutely, it has. So, but but and and I think that might be the reason here. I mean, it's just forest for the trees almost for me. That maybe that's why I'm having a hard time, you know, dis- distinguishing the two characters is because. The the Dark Order and the Wyatt family are so similar. There's not that's not a bad point. It, it seems like Dark Order is like Wyatt family light. Yes, yes, yeah. it because there's a little comedy thrown. I I do not think the Super Smash Brothers were all that great. They were fine as an indie act, but to bring them over and make them into what they've done now, and to give them as much prominence as they have, this thing has gone on way too long. There is no money in these guys, and they have strangled the effing life out of Brody Lee. Yeah, I think so too. And and I'm not saying if he came in and everything was completely different that you know his storyline wise with him, he came in as a as a baby face, like I said, with a shaved. Beard. I'm not saying he would have gone over that way either. But I, the, yeah, the Dark Order definitely didn't help him to be where he, or definitely didn't help his cause to be where he is right now. It's hurt him. I don't think there's any way other way around it. I think that this has absolutely hurt him. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know how you can pull out of it. I don't I'm either. Not, sure. not at this point. I, I, I mean, being the leader and shit like that, that's, it, it's going to be hard to get out of some shit like that, you know? Cody over Brody Lee in a dog collar match. It's getting a lot of great reviews. I did like that match, though. Yeah. Uh, one of the better TV matches they've had in AEW Dynamite history in the one-year history of that show. I'm not a big dog collar you know, gimmick match like that person overall, but. That was good. I, I, I have to say I enjoyed it. 
I'm hot and cold on Cody. Me too. I like sometimes he'll get out there and he'll cut a super fiery promo and you're you're behind him and stuff. But then sometimes he just and I don't I still don't understand why Brandy is okay with helping her her husband celebrate when they weren't out there when she was getting her ass kicked a few weeks ago. Her brother in law nobody came out to help her. I don't understand I don't any of that I don't shit. Know. I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of lost on the whole Brandy thing right now. I'm not sure what they're doing with her. Well, I don't think she understands what she's doing with her. <laughs> you know, they made it. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm gonna, no, sound, fine. Yeah, it'll, no. I'm just. It'll sound too misogynistic, and I, I'm just. And I'm really not like that, so I don't want it to come across that way, and me have to talk my way out of it and all that. Oh, shit, you, you don't. So. You don't want to punch a hole. So maybe you're not. Maybe feeling as warmly as you feel toward the female species right now. No, it's not. It's <laughs> In general, it's you, no. I'm you, just talking about her. I, I'm just all right. Fuck it. You know, she, she she almost looks subservient to him, acting like she's been acting on. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, and and then they and, made a big they made a big deal in WWE of Stephanie getting this award for being like the greatest chief marketing officer. What is gotta, that? What is that? Doesn't that feel like a big thumb in the eye to AEW and like the chief brandy officer? Doesn't it feel like that? And and why does the elephant hunt flies? Why are you fuckers punching down? I don't understand that. I don't know. Because they, they're they like, can. they're oh, scared. We don't care about AEW. It's not a it's not a competitor. We don't give a shit. I mean, we have to counter program immediately when they announce their when's their time slot. We have to have NXT on right. But, but we don't care about them. We have no idea. And immediately we have to. Oh, yeah. She's the chief marketing. I mean, it's got nothing to do with Brandy. It has nothing to do with any of that shit. We don't hold any grudges. Nothing like that. Damn, man. I never even thought about that. But it might have been a damn shot at her, too. That's what but I'm just so used to them patting themselves on the back over there. It didn't really come across to me as a taking a shot at brandy but now that you say that it's pretty obvious almost big swole against serena deeb uh this match is getting a c rating from sports kita another video of people wishing chris uh jericho well for 30 years in wrestling promo package includes lance storm chavo guerrero jr ultimo dragon as well as paul stanley and steel panther and i did see steel panther live about a year ago and if you ever get a chance to see them go see them yeah, that, that was again. This is this is P.S. to C.J. <laughs> and congratulations. Thirty years in anything is very good, but 30, we've been in thirty years in the business is kiss. Do you know the? Do you know? Do you know Steel Panther at all? Uh, just a little bit. I've oh, dude! Our buddy dude. Scott Brigham used to talk about them a lot. Fantastic band, I have to say. And that was one of those where I did go see them in Asheville, and I went to my folks' house after, and I told my mom, "Yeah, these." these young women got on stage and they were like pulling their tops off for the crowd. And, and I thought my mom was going to be like furious. Like, why would you go to something like that? It's like, you have, you have nieces in that age. And what are you? And she was like, Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that was interesting. So <laughs> I like your mom. I immediately went, no ladies, don't do that. You're, you're demeaning all of us. Stop but, it. They insisted. Serpico and Chris Jericho started off the main event on Raw on on, on Raw on AEW Dynamite. Uh, Serpentico hit a Hurricane Rana early. Let me skip. Let me skip to the end of this. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager defeating Luther and Serpentico. Is what it, think Luther? What do you think of Luther? Well, and Serpentico or whatever his name is too. Serpentico. Man, they didn't make a huge impression on me. I didn't. I you know when they, they, he first came over, it seemed like they were like making him out to be like this legend and he might be, I guess over in Japan or something, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it, but I don't know. Whatever. He was MJF, like, yeah. MJF joined the inner circle in the ring after the match. He had Wardlow with him. MJF and Wardlow had a gift with them and MJF almost promised, also promised to make a big announcement on next week's dynamite. MJF unveiled his gift as Clownico. The second gift he gave Jericho was a frame photo of himself. Jericho broke the frame on Clownico's head before taking him out with the Judas effect. Oh, my God. Are we really going to get Jericho versus MJF? You know what's coming, dude. Oh, I have to say, for all the sins of this promotion, if they can give me that, that will make up for a hell of a lot. Um, Did you like the way Jericho – you thought it was going to go down right then, and then he smiled at the end after he, you know, went off on it on, on MJF when he smashed that thing over uh, the, the picture of the clown, and he started saying that you know he, you don't come out here and, and interrupt me and all that stuff, and he smiled at the end. He goes, "But because it's you, it's okay," you know, or some shit like that. But you know, it's coming. You know it's coming. Now don't forget, a little bit of the bubbly is back in stock for the holidays. Get it at awshop.com. <laughs> 
You saw that as they were going off the air, right? I didn't even pay attention, but uh, I, I guess that's good marketing shit. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. People are buying it. It gets over. I but I, if these guys can give me MJF versus Jericho, man, that, that that's going to erase a lot of sins for you dudes. That's all I'm saying. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to overlook a lot for that, honestly. <laughs> uh, any closing thoughts as we close out another award-winning edition of Katie Vick is Alive Alive? Um, the only thoughts I have are I, I hope the draft is a little bit better on Monday. I don't have high expectations, but Friday's the SmackDown draft was pretty, what do we say, lame. I thought it was better than I thought it would be, but I had fairly low expectations. Well, so did I. Yeah, but so it, it I guess cleared. it would be normally it would be considered lame. Yeah, it, it cleared a very low bar for me. But I, I'm I'm interested to see they they have, they have set up some interesting scenarios by splitting the, the up the Seth, new day. Yeah, yeah the, the new I was going to say the new day and Seth are the two ones that that actually did pique my interest a little bit. And then they're, I think they're going to have to try to focus a little bit more on the women, trying to make that a little more interesting on Raw. So we'll see how. Any and all of that goes. Yeah, and this whole underground thing, you know, for Raw, I don't, I'm, we'll see how it sustains because you notice yeah. it wasn't on this past week. Thank, I hope it's over. I hope it's dead. I hope it goes the way of fucking ZTV or GTV or whatever the hell it was. I hope it just goes and dies, dies a million deaths. I'm with you, brother. But if the underground goes, then maybe AEW will sign it. <laughs> Would that be great? Like right, right around nine thirty, you see Shane McMahon on AEW Dynamite. They'll it's AEW that. Underground. It'll be on some other platform too. They have so many sh- on different platforms. It'll be on some Twitch show, you know, some something. You know, uh, Bryant can be followed on social media at Bryce Sports, BRY Sports on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Britt Whitmire on Twitter, B R I T T W H I T M I R E. I'm B Dub for Reels on uh, Instagram, B D U B number four R E E L Z, and the show can be followed. On the Twitter machine at Katie Vick Alive. Listen up. Amazon Prime Day is coming up this Tuesday and Wednesday. That's the 13th and the 14th. And you need to shop at our Amazon store, which is katievick.com. katievick.com, best prices of the year during Prime Day, October the 13th and 14th. That's it. Till next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.